Hey. Hello. We Yay. did it. We did it. We did it. This may be our third or who knows. Third, fourth, <laughs> I think it's fifth our time. Fifth time trying to create a first podcast. I'm so happy to be here in this present moment with you. My name is Adam Yasmin. I'm Tracy McDowell. And we are here. To talk reasons. about digital wellness. That's right. That's what brought us together. Exactly. Uh, digital wellness is like the optimum state of being that you can achieve uh, within this age of information, this age of technology, balancing sort of yourself with the technology. That's how I define it. How do you define it? I share that definition. I also feel like it's a state of being as opposed to a destination. Yeah. And I think, I think there is no one way to relate to it. Right. It's not like, it's not a static thing. It's not a billboard that you see as you drive, you know, down the road. It's, it's a state, it's a state of, it's a state of being, it's a state of mind. Yeah. Um, it feels like a kinetic thing, which is important to, to look at both. And, well, both, I guess, both definitions. But more importantly, um, we're starting this program, this show, this space, uh, this podcast to explore our definitions of it together, yeah. to, um, to coach one another. Yeah. So we're both digital wellness coaches. We both yeah. come from the Digital Wellness Institute, which is a really great certificate program. Um, that kind of arose from from the sort of uh, at the same time as you know uh, like folks and organizations like Center for Human Technology uh, yeah. coming out with the social dilemma, which I think everyone uh, or at least what hundred million people watched it on Netflix uh, last oh, year, this time last year. Um, yeah, so we're kind of offering this kind of in the wake of all that. Yeah, the consciousness is waking up. I remember I started in this space around 2017. So my work previously was as a feng shui consultant, and I would give people remedies, I'd help bring them balance in their space in life. But I kept noticing that the remedies weren't working. And so when I went back and looked at a few clients, the pattern that was showing up was that the technology was getting in the way of creating flow and balance in their life because they'd dissociate into their phones. They'd watch TV to go to bed. Um, they'd watch TV while they were cooking and it was taking away presence. And so that really ignited my interest in how is technology affecting us and how can we, instead of being scared of it, which in 2017, everyone was scared of technology. Mm -hmm. It was like, our children shouldn't have tech. We should like make sure all the tech companies go away. There were all these campaigns to get rid of tech. It kind of reminded me of when Facebook started and everyone would publish those like, bring back the real Facebook campaigns. Right. I don't know if right. you remember those. I do. But I feel like those, it was that energy and I instead was thinking about how positive technology is for me. So I have like extreme dyslexia. I wouldn't have gotten this far in life if there hadn't been spell check. Like people would not have understood how smart I could be if I didn't grow up with spell check. Because I remember as a little kid, 
trying to communicate to people via writing couldn't do it. Now I can. So I saw technology as a tool, but it was a tool that was starting to get in the way of people's balance and health and success. And that's what sort of skyrocketed me into this digital wellness adventure. Um, And I created digital feng shui to help people look at their physical environments and technology and their like actual digital spaces and how overwhelming those can be. And then that collided me with the Digital Wellness Institute and got me on this journey of digital wellness. Which is how I met you uh, virtually just within the Institute as, you know, uh, one of the uh, students within the cohort, which is a really cool way to not only make a, a connection in this age or in the info age, but then to kind of to propagate that plant, you know, to, to care for that, um, you know, the sort of uh, the analogy of a plant and to see like what kind of sprouts and what kind of blossoms out of that. And so, and to be able to blossom into this, this program, this, I don't even know why I'm calling it a program. It feels weird. Yeah. It was like a training course, but like bringing this to life, I was so excited as far as like growing something like technology was the thing that held us together. Mm. Like I saw you first on a chat with your like really beautiful bamboo background and <laughs> was able to Instagram you and you're all about tea and mindfulness. And I was like, this guy and I are on the same page. Like We have the same interest in like mindfulness practices and the same sort of background in the things that we read and study. Um, but that was all tech, you know, I could find you on Instagram, I could find your website, I could see you virtually, and we've still never met, but we have this very deep connection. So I think that just speaks again, to the value of technology and the need to learn how to balance it and use it in a way that is a tool for us, rather than us being a tool for the giant tech corporations. Right, right. If it, if it <clears throat> you know, the biggest uh, the biggest sort of takeaway or the biggest reveal that I think a hundred million of us watching on, on Netflix a year ago, um, I feel like one of the, yeah, the biggest takeaway was, Oh, it's our attention and time, our most precious resources. Yeah. It's those things have become commodities to, uh, the social media networks or really AKA the advertisers. Right. It's like, it's because we think we're using it for free. Yeah, you know, this is in essence like what we, you know, what we know as the attention economy. Yeah, um, I would love to hear a <laughs> bit more about your background, though, before we get too off track. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's a really good segue too, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, so my background is, you know, I came to this space from, I mostly from that space of mindfulness applied mindfulness, you know, in my life. Um, I come from a weird dimension, a weird place. I'm in that, I'm in this sort of strange, like elder millennial, you know, like I'm almost 40. I'm going to be 40 next year. Um, I'm not a digital native. However, like at 12 or 13 was like AOL and some messenger uh, chat, you know, those chat rooms within AOL and Messenger, like that was my first like web, not my first ever web experience. So that was my first like, we're going on this. We, us friends, two or three of us are going onto the internet, 
using a dial-up modem. Like that's that was kind of how it started at 13. Yeah. And I made it through, you know, through high school. I'm giving you like a big chronology, but I'm going like, to be brief. But like I made it through, we made it through high school. We graduated. Uh, you know, it's funny enough. I had um, a conversation. I'm going to give you a really good, I like speaking in analogies, but I'll, I'll say that um, I grew up and, and folks in, within this particular slice of, 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 of time, we kind of grew up as like the apocalypse generation. You know, we were born oh. around 1984. We came of age around Y2K slash 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, like I turned 18 three weeks after 9-11. Like that was my, yeah. hey, I graduated high school. Yay. No. It's kind of apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, we tried to, to you know, we lived through the, the Great Recession at, at a, you know, at the age of 25 or so. Um, and then we survived, uh, you know, this, this global pandemic (laughs) in our thirties. Um, I also come from a unique, uh, perspective within this space as a parent to a young child. My daughter is now seven, uh, having watched her and supported her in like experiencing virtual kindergarten, you know, which we have talked about and we'll talk about, you know, in, in future conversations. But again, mainly that's my like brief chronology, but I mainly come to this space from a place of mindfulness. I've been a lifelong student of Chinese tea culture. It's changed my life entirely. It's how I meet, met people. It's how I met my partner, my mentors, some of my deepest, um, dearest friends. Um, it's how I choose to navigate through the world. And uh, I came specifically into what I understood to be the realm of digital wellness and uh, exploring it through uh, the medium of coaching, um, basically in the midst of lockdown. Prior to that, I was a UX designer. I came mm-hmm. from this uh, factory of ux designers called general (laughs) assembly which is a really a really cool uh global community um but i was a ux designer and simultaneous with being a first-time parent from 2015 onwards until the pandemic hit so like i it wasn't news like the whole like oh tech is so unethical that wasn't news to me i had experienced it i had i had uh you know, more than once, like put my values aside in order to like finish the gig or finish the contract, help, help build something that it wasn't, I didn't really think of it as like, Oh, this is destroying the world. It was more like, Oh, this thing I'm designing, this little web ecosystem is, is for a, uh, very small group of privileged people. And it doesn't, there's no sort of social or larger macro benefit. To society yeah. and so that's how i found uh the institute and um you know and the, still during that first six months of, or so of lockdown joined the program uh and transitioned into into coaching and still weaving tea in and and um and so here we are beautiful while you were talking i felt like especially about sort of the downsides of tech i was like the whole point of technology when it was born or what I remember being fed was that it like interconnected us. Like Facebook is going to make us stronger because we're all connected. But when you can't coexist in a way that's bringing 
everyone up, if we're not a ship that's rising all the tides, then to me, uh, that's not a healthy system. And so I feel like both of us are in this to give people the tools and the language that we, you know, spent money getting trained in and seeking out um, and that I teach at the Digital Wellness Institute to be able to communicate what is changing so quickly. Because like you said, like when you were a kid, this didn't exist. I also wasn't a digital native. I feel like I tell people all the time, but I remember like every stage of the computer. I remember the first laptop that my dad brought back that was huge. Like I remember the plastic giant like MacBooks that were put in schools. Um, I had every stage of iPod. Like it's so useful to have documentation of how quickly this transformation is occurring and people that are well-versed in like the language of, as you already spoke of, the attention economy or this feeling of always being on or like having involuntary attention where you get drawn to things um, or even a word that's no longer popular but was for like five minutes, like fubbing when like you look at your phone instead of looking at other people. These are all words that have become part of life, but we ne- ha- haven't necessarily like learned to define. We just all kind of know, like autoplay on Netflix. They're going to steal your attention by waiting just 14 seconds, which is right before your attention switches. So you lock back in and stay on their server. Um, and those are the things I think I'm excited to share. I think you're excited to share um, and that it's time to make really present in people's minds so that they too have the tools to not become the tool for all these tech corporations. Here, here. I mean, <laughs> really like, uh, you know, that's what this space will be is like both offering information, knowledge, perspective, the yeah. chance to, to also get kind of philosophical about these topics to do so between us, to do so yeah. with guests, with yeah. experts out in the field. Um, so there's going to be really like really different kinds of, of episodes within this kind of an ecosystem. Yeah. Um, what I'm excited about is sort of the like Dear Abby, but it's Dear mm. Adam and Tracy. Like how is people actually getting coached live and sort of exchanging that vulnerability for us giving them these like free coaching sessions? Because I think that's really when people click in. That's what I've noticed teaching at the Digital Wellness Institute. Every time I host a class live, that's when people click in is when yeah. people are asking questions in real time and getting those answers. So yes, we will definitely be exploring either live call-ins or fielding questions, engaging in community. Um, you know, after this, you know, first episode goes out, there will be a name. There will be at yeah. least one social handle. You know, one place, one space to to interact with us, and yeah. we so look forward to it. Thank you for being here with us right yeah. now. We look forward to the next the next steps. I got chills. I hope the people who are tuning in in other timelines know I feel you and I'm stoked. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Okay. Till the next one. Till the next one. All right. (laughs) Bye.